Um, we also Chris has come and come. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fools in Fiction. This episode we're going to talk about time travel, which it, it seems uh, is strange to me that we haven't talked about before because it's such a common thing in the uh, in the pieces of fiction that we that we consume. Um, yeah. We've been uh, kind of researching it a lot as part because <sighs> what Chris? Chris, Chris, why are you here? <laughs> You made me run all this way. What run? You ran from campus. We're in Hollywood. Yeah, we could have like fucking texted you or teleported you here, like we did with all the other people. Yeah, Uh, dude. Why have you not seen the group chat? I don't. It's so silent. What what, what did you come here to tell us? Um, fuck. Hold on, I ran. Do you have water? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's dirty water. Here's a clean water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. We'll get back to the. This is um, the great ASMR experience we wanted. The, the revolution has begun, and they need you back. Wait. <laughs> I don't know how to interpret that, Chris. Chris, and he's out the door. We could have teleported him back. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I guess I don't know. I, I think that that's a that's a good sign. I mean, I don't. I don't think that that's a good sign. <laughs> I don't know. I think that that's a good sign that we should go back to campus. Yeah, but let's let's finish the podcast. So, like I was saying, um, okay. Well, this might be moot now. <laughs> Sorry, what my okay, okay. Let's all get back into the headspace. All right. So, so this might be moot now. But the reason we wanted to talk about time travel is we've been researching time travel. Yeah. Uh, as a possible way to like go back in time and kill the network before like any of the people really start it. Um, and you might be going. Fools and fiction uh, people Finn Mayhew and Joe Brown, why wouldn't you go back and kill baby Hitler? To which I respond with, we tried and he's too powerful. Like, we had a short test run and baby Hitler grappled Finn to the floor and then shot me in the knee uh, and we were able to get back. Uh, I'm fine. And Finn has only been slightly traumatized. This this is not true. We we did not try and go back and kill baby Hitler. It has not been as successful as Joe has made it seem to be. I think Joe is playing it up for the for the podcast. Okay, what really happened is uh, I dropped some ice cream the other day, and I went back in time to stop that from happening. But I wanted it to be really dramatic, and you ruined my lie to the listeners. Anyway, so I think that that one of the big things with time travel stories um, is that. I think the big problem that you run into with them is that when uh-huh. you uh, add time travel into a story, you've got to really accept that it comes with a lot of baggage, whether that be paradoxes or how it influences like decision making. Yeah, decision making. And if you don't deal with all that baggage, it can lead to some problems with suspension of disbelief. Okay. Do you think that that's a, a fair, a fair thing? Um. Yeah, I think so. Like. I think some early time travel stuff, like, um, what is it, uh, an, uh, an Englishman in uh, King Arthur's Court or whatever it is, where a guy gets a fucking concussion and somehow travels back to the Middle Ages. I, I don't know of this. It's a really, uh, it's one of the earlier uh, stories involving time travel. Like, that didn't have anything to deal with it, but it, like... You were, you immediately were told to just like don't fucking don't worry about it. It just works. Um, yeah. 
which I think is, yeah, I like, that's not satisfying. You can do it where time travel is like, so like the magic school bus or, or any discovery science show that like uses time travel to like show kids the wonders of history. Like, I think that's fine. Like, you don't need to have Miss Frizz being like, careful not to crush any butterflies or you'll kill us all yeah like it's just it's not in the it's not in the genre of that yeah i think so i i think like time travel makes its own like sub genre um that has to worry about those rules mm-hmm. even though time travel as a concept can exist outside of them so i think the way it's something like what is it called magic school bus yeah <laughs> I, was, I was gonna call it miss frizzle's adventures like that that's also a good title. Yeah. But uh the the way that Miss Frizzle's Adventures deals with the baggage is by dismissing it due to the genre. Yeah. Okay. Of being a children's like a very children's thing. Yeah. A very child yeah. thing. Very child. A very child there's only one thing worse than a very <laughs> rapist. Boom, a, a very, very child. child. Oh god. Um uh, so I like I think um Hot Tub Time Machine. I haven't seen it. Uh, I really want to. I've I've been I've been meaning to see it for a long time. It's a show. Um, it it's one of those things where it it's like it it is very much the opposite of a very child. Um, but it is like it has time travel in it, but it doesn't really matter why or how the time travel works. Um, just that it does. because uh, the like it's definitely not the genre. Um, so it's like a, it's like a what like a dot product if that makes any sense. Like if the if those two things the the like sci finess of the time travel and the genre that it's in are very different, then it makes there less of a problem. Yeah. But if they're overlapped, then you have to uh, then you have to deal with. I guess that's the Chronicle Delta, R I P. Me. What are you talking? About? I n- now I sound pretentious. Um. If you know what the Chronicle Delta is, you know what I mean. This is a joke for all the Chronicle Delta fans out there. All one of them that definitely listen to this podcast. It's a, it's a, it's like a way of thinking about the dot product. Okay. Kind of the way of thinking about overlaps of things. I think is what's relevant. Here. Okay. All right. The, the, yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. Um. So thinking about kind of how to structure the. The rest of this episode, I, I, I believe, I, I guess I can just speak for myself, but I believe that both of us were thrown off by by Chris's entrance. Yeah, I'm a I'm a bit frazzled. Um, but thinking about how to structure this, I've I've written down a, a list of uh, time travel things I thought about at dinner, uh, <laughs> that that I we could just work through if that. Works. You were able to afford dinner while in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean one dinner. This was my one dinner, <laughs> and thank God because if we're going back after this, yeah, I had I had one I dinner. blew my one dinner when I got here. Oh. I was really pissed. Uh um, all right. So, so what are we doing? So, I, I think that a lot of these we've pretty much already covered. Like, all right, so give it to me. I, I guess let's try and categorize these. All right. Anyway, so we've got primer. Okay. I think that this one, the time travel work. So, so again, the big problem is how do you reconcile all the baggage that comes with time travel? And we've already talked about. You can do it through having such a different genre that it's just a non-issue. Primer um, is like... N- not only is the genre not time travel, but the genre is also too much time travel. Like, 
like primer does such a good job of trying to avoid paradoxes and explaining why time travel's like a fucking mistake um that like shane crew is a fucking madman i can't believe that he made that movie yeah so i think that the the reason that in my opinion uh primer works is because they do really commit to like they instead of trying to find a way to deflect the baggage they just embrace all of it and have that be kind of what it's about and then the the genius thing to me is that they make it also a human story about how it can corrupt relationships in this power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah so i think that that makes primer really good sci-fi and that it's here's this new technology and here's how it impacts people in this really uh tangible sure way i was gonna say this really human way but that's not it it really impacts human people in a way it really it it really impacts human people in a human way human yes yeah um another interesting thing about primer is that it kind of does interesting stuff with like the eminent future of like an even fucking bigger uh time travel box is getting built and uh it kind of promotes an idea of like a fucked future uh-huh but not like a post-apocalyptic one. Oh, i didn't i didn't even write terminator in here terminator is a goddamn treasure and also time travel is like oof well also if you dissect every time travel movie except for maybe primer like you you can find minuscule paradoxes uh-huh um terminator like kind of doesn't have too bad because like it's implied that kyle reese uh and the t-800 like the reason they get sent is because john connor remembers them being sent slash remembers sarah connor telling him about it yeah but Um, that's not like a like that's i i think it's implied but i think that the whole part of that story has to do with someone being sent to help someone else and the fact that that's not like over an ocean or between planets but it's between times yeah is a little bit less of a uh no i don't know i was gonna say it's a little less like thematically relevant but i think from sarah's perspective the idea of this apocalypse just about to happen is really relevant so i don't know if i point she gets put into a fucking mental hospital yeah because of it so for sarah's Um, character it is really relevant but for the audience we can just say oh this is what's happening yeah um the biggest thing i think uh, relevant to terminator is that t2 has that alternate ending uh where t2 like was well i won't say was supposed to be the end of the franchise but had an ending that got cut where it was like the future's fine like we stopped cyberdyne and every like everything's good uh which isn't canon i don't think unfortunately um, well the thing uh, is we can can't we can choose what's canon well yeah but like t3 and uh salvation and genesis and um the dark something that just came out are like terminator the dark something (laughs) um the something in the dark (laughs) there's something terminator dark something dark and furious yeah um so my thing with that is that uh it part of the idea is like oh you can change the past and then you're like, well, the past that they're changing isn't, like, going to be the... Or the future that they're oh, changing. Yeah. Um, which is, like, a common thing in the, like, 
going back to change the future, which is what I think is interesting about the Terminator franchise right now. Because, like, it very much feels like the Terminators are being sent back in time to kill someone, to change the future. Right. But the Resistance forces are being sent to uphold the status quo, um, which is really interesting. Because, like, the purpose of the T-800 isn't to, like, stop Cyberdyne from being made. It is to prevent uh, John Connor from being killed uh so like it's i think that's really interesting i don't know terminator definitely has a lot of really interesting themes in it about the future and about time travel and i think it all weaves really well into the uh the 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 narrative of it yeah it it, it makes a really compelling thriller series at least terminators one and two that i have seen i i agree um all right next one uh harry potter i don't remember the time travel very well but uh so i can i can uh kind of briefly explain it that which which book was it again prisoner of azkaban thanks so in that book so basically uh sirius gets his fucking soul sucked out or he dies like buckbeak is killed and sirius is going to be fucking fucked um and (laughs) i do remember this (laughs) not in the fun consensual way um but so Hermione and Harry are like, what if we went back in time and like stopped that? Which I mean, they they do pretty well to avoid being seen. So there's not like two versions of them, and the actions that they do show up in the first timeline. So it's the thing of so like it seems it seems consistent. Yeah, it's just like not necessary in my opinion like i i don't see why time travel had to be brought into it uh there is far worse time travel in harry potter and the cursed child but i only briefly know about that um and i don't want to get too much into it so uh spoilers for harry potter and the cursed child there's time travel in it yeah i'm I'm putting that down as minor spoilers all right um so a, a little more about um in prisoner of azkaban uh, I was actually coincidentally talking with Chris recently, um, and he was saying that he felt like... How? Through fucking mind magic? Th- through texting him. <laughs> How did he... Chris has a phone. I don't yeah. know why. What? I guess he was just so... He was so pumped up that he ran here? Yeah, I guess it just happened. Like, okay. But I was talking with Chris, and he was saying that introducing time travel so briefly and then taking it out, kind of like, it. it, it does open up all these possibilities and then closes it off, so it kind of shakes the suspension of disbelief do you think that's the case yeah it kind of rattled because also it's like hey hermione's been using this the whole fucking school year uh and is like no one notices her and she's like the only person to use this and it doesn't make sense why she's using it um there's a bunch of shit that i like disagree with um i i remember enjoying the spectacle of it especially in the uh in the movie yeah like it looks cool i just don't think it's good narratively because it like yeah it does kind of rattle at the bars where you're like well if they can do this why can't they stop like everything um yeah which which is like a a huge problem in fantasy works in general where you have like an omnipotent being i I think magic systems in general yeah magic systems are like really susceptible to that so like uh 
like saying why something can't be done through magic is like really uh persnickety yeah it gets into a lot of conversations i think with hard and soft magic um which i am not prepared to uh <laughs> prepared to delve to into no um <laughs> all right so is that it for for bear butter that's it for bar <laughs> uh it t- just evolves <laughs> that's it for bar <laughs> Moving on to time, <laughs> I'm gonna. I can't. I felt myself speaking of time travel. I felt myself editing this in the future, cringing at me. In from the future here can confirm. Um, <laughs> uh, time crimes. I have not seen time crimes. <gasps> oh, let's not talk about time crimes. Uh, erase it from the record. <laughs> I'll time travel back into the past and get rid of time crimes. Use the hand to scrape it away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to the future. I know you probably have some thoughts about this. So, so, okay. Before... This is an attack on my per. I think about Back to the Future all the time because it's my favorite movie. So, give me, give me your takes. And then, and then you beat me up. Yeah, and then I like okay. baptize you and I, clean you of sin. I think it does it well because I think that it's, it's almost, it's not quite the thing where, it's not the Chronic or Delta thing where the genre is, is so different from, from sci-fi time travel that it, that there's just no problem mm-hmm. it's like the just the style of it is so kind of not campy but it's like it's very the, the fact that we see this um that we see this the fading away thing which like it's not how a paradox would work yeah it's, it's, it's just like so seemingly ridiculous it tells us that we shouldn't that like we're all right to not think about it yeah and so I think in that way it really works, and we get to focus on the story. That's for Back to the Future One. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I Back agree to the with Future One. Um, so I will split up my takes into three individual chunks based on the parts. Okay. Uh, Back to the Future Part One is uh, almost not a time travel movie. It's close. Um, it like is very much more about like kind of when Harry met Sally romance stuff, but with hijinks. Um, so explain to me what when Harry met Sally is because I hear people reference that and I don't know what it is. It's just a romance movie. I like. Okay. It, it the, the is it a time? It's a time travel movie. No, 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 no. The it's just like a generic name. Okay. I'll, I can. Okay, I'll I'll look that up later. I, I, I have reference. So in in my CD case or DVD case of like all the DVDs that I like, I randomly have When Harry Met Sally in there because I've never taken it out and it was put there an accident. Um, but back back to uh, Back to the Future. Ha 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 ha. Um, it it has um, first of all like the characters in it have very or, or Doc and Marty have very strong moral senses um docs is like on what you should use time travel well both are kind of on what you should use time travel for but like uh docs is on like you shouldn't use this for money or for and this pervades throughout the film you shouldn't use time travel for a personal gain like i did this to see if i could and to just kind of like magic school bus is doc the one who invents the time travel in the future okay doc brown um, and then Marty is kind of looser with it. He's like, it's fine to use time travel for personal gain, but like the personal gain should be altruistic in a way. Um, so like the fact that Marty had like a shit, well, I won't say a shitty life, but like not a life that he liked. And then at the end of back to the future one, he like 
returns to the present and he's like wow my life is cooler um like he wouldn't see any problem with that or um but like so in back to the future part two um biff tannen gets a sports almanac and like uses it to cheat his way to becoming literally a parody of donald trump like the writers literally were like yeah of course he's Uh a parody of it um and like marty's like no this is wrong like you shouldn't do this um and you could make an argument that um like marty's arguing like oh just be a good person whereas biff is like be greedy and suit your own self-interest there's like a lot of different takes you could take on it uh but all the characters have their own like moral code yeah about uh about time travel yeah um like and and marty's changes over the uh series too because in Back to the Future 1, he's like, I'm going to go back and save Doc from getting gunned down by right. yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Liberians, I think? No. They're... The Libyans. The Libyans, yes. I, I knew it was a Lib something. Um, so he, he, well, specifically, he tries to convince Doc to read a letter uh, that would save his life. And then Doc says, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and so Marty's like, I got to go back and save him. And then Doc uh, changed his mind in the past and put back the torn up leather leather letter uh, and like read it and was like, oh, I got to wear a bulletproof vest. Um, but then towards the end, um, Marty lets the uh, DeLorean get destroyed uh, because he think it's he think like it's what Doc said to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he could have gone back in time to get Doc out of the old west, um, but he elected not to. He he was like, no, it's not right. Um, and and so like they shift and flow. Um, Back to the Future Three is probably the weakest of them. Uh, in in general, or in reference to time travel. In well, both. Like it's an it's a western with like time travel to get to the west, but also like. I like don't get me wrong I think it's a good movie I just don't think it like hits all of the really really great beats that mm-hmm. one and two do um and my last thing I'll say about it is that back to the future is a master class on doing very small things to show like importance so um this is partly because back to the future's part two and three were made at the same time so uh part two references uh biff's like ancestor mad dog tannin who shows up in part three right um and like there's a lot of shit like that where um the mall was called twin pines and then when marty goes back to 55 and he runs over it it becomes lone pine and fuck man that's like my favorite thing in every any movie i've ever seen is the attention to detail it puts on it so do you think it's good that uh that Back to the Future is kind of like the the face of time travel movies. Yeah, I I think um, the the two faces are like Back to the Future and Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent. Adventure. Oh yeah, and both of those do pretty serviceable jobs like with time travel. But the I like them as the face because like sure time travel is important in it, but it's not like the nitty gritty. Like if everyone knew Primer as the time travel movie instead of Back to the Future, people would hate the genre. But I think it would be cool if people knew something a little... Like, if people knew something like Terminator or something as the face of time travel, too. Yeah. 
I, I don't think it's like... I, I don't think it would be a bad thing. I just think it's like... Uh, I don't know. Like, the the problem becomes... Uh, I also think Back to the Future being the face kind of spawned movies that were more into the hard Oh, you, you stuff. think so? Yeah, because like... That, that, that was my concern, is that it seems inaccessible with... I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it, I, I would imagine that making quote, quote unquote serious time travel movies seems inaccessible with, uh, with something uh, more, more silly at the face. Like, and I, I don't mean serious as in serious movies. I mean serious as in the time travel series. Yeah. Um. It. I mean, you could make an argument for that. I would make an argument against it because, like, what's the fucking Tom Cruise uh, movie that's based on time travel? Uh, does it have 21 Jump something? Or is that no, 21 Jump Street's like a comedy. Hold on. Really? Yeah, it's based off I don't an know old 80s. What the fuck are you talking about? Hold on. I haven't seen it. I just assume, so Tom Cruise is an actor I haven't seen. 21 Jump Street Edge is of a Tomorrow. movie I haven't seen. I'm like, those must be the same things. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow is a time travel. <laughs> Sorry, I thought Joe just deleted Audacity from the world. Oh. Uh, so, Edge of Tomorrow uh-huh. is more... It does time travel in an interesting way in that his consciousness is getting is traveling through time, mm. which but he isn't physically. I also think Doctor Who, uh, at some points, gets really into time travel. Um, but they're like other things that don't like uh time traveler's wife doesn't um that uh, doesn't what doesn't really get into the mechanics of the time travel or like um i don't know there it depends it really does there's uh the ones i have listed here besides star trek which i just wanted to point out because i think it does time travel well in the sense that because it's so episodic for, for most Star Trek series, is the time travel bits can be confined to episodes. Yeah. Which, while not being super realistic, kind of gives us a framework to, gives the audience a framework to understand it, which I think is it's also fine like from a narrative Q, perspective. Yeah. Where, where um, the, this kind of problematic thing is cordoned off into its. So, like, you don't mm-hmm. always have the looming specter of Q might fuck something up uh, or anything. It's like uh, Mr. Mixapitalic. I, um, what is that? He he's like Q for DC in that like theoretically he could always show up and fuck stuff up, but you don't think of him like a threat. He's like a nuisance, and mm-hmm. he's you don't care about him in the same way that you care about like the Borg. Yeah. Um, and you know I care about the Borg. <laughs> we the Borg. I don't know what I'm implying when I said that. I uh, thought I was going to lean close and say something funny. But you didn't. It may- maybe it was funny. We'll see. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, it's not funny now makes it funnier. Um, all right. Next on the list. Was I, was I implying that I, care, like, romantically care about the Borg? Yeah, I think that's the was, safe Was bet. that the joke that I was trying to do? I don't know if it's what you're trying to do, but it's what the joke is now. That's what the joke is. We did it. That's the joke. All right, Finn's uh, gonna sleep with the, the board. The, the last two um, that I that I want to talk about here have time travel in a really different, interesting way that I thought could be useful talking about. All right. Uh, the first is the Missing series, which is a series I forgot I had read 
or I'd forgotten the title of, but I read it in is middle it school. Is it Lost, Found? Is it the airplane books? No. No. Uh, I know that deals with uh, time travel. Yes, it is, you dickhead. I've only read it's a few books in it. found and sent. <laughs> I can't <laughs> fucking believe you, you dumbass. I have I have read found and sent. I, th- I, I think that's about as far as I have. But the the, the for for those of us who haven't, uh, I'm gonna write minor spoilers for the missing, missing series. series. <laughs> um, the, the 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 main way that it works, I don't remember how they like quote unquote physically time travel, but when you make a change in the past, the original still persists as kind of like a ghostly form that people can't really see, called the, called a tracer. And then the changes that happen, like if someone got like physically bumped away to to do something else, their time will try to heal itself by having the person like physically intersect with their tracer and then go back into the normal time stream. So that's called, um, well, some, some people call this the, uh, stretchy rubber pants of time. I, I, is that, that sounds like it's from TV tropes. Is that from TV tropes? Uh, no, it's from, so you created a wormhole. Ah, uh, Joe just pulled out a book on time travel. Yeah, it's what I've been using for research. Um, so the the point... I could have been using that for research if you told me you had that big ass book on time travel. Right? It's not that big. Let me look at. Let me see how big the letters are. Okay, it's not that big. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh. So the the stretchy rubber pants of time kind of says. Uh. It's an idea for how to, like, how paradoxes are solved, because according to this book, uh, there had been no paradoxes. Uh, And one of the things the stretchy rubber pants of time says is that um, time will not let you create a paradox. Uh, Uh, By by some reasonings, by definition. Yeah, like, uh, either you, like... Maybe that's why baby Hitler was so strong. Dude, this did not happen. Look. I will not I will not abide this. <laughs> no. God damn it. Let I me cannot I up. cannot be known to be the one who failed to kill baby Hitler. <sighs> okay, that's fine. Alright, anyways, so so the idea is that either uh when you go back in time trying to change the future, or not even trying to change the future, that what you do can't impact the future. Um which so, is so like, everything will conspire, as they say in physics, t- such that everything turns out as it needs to. Yeah. Um, or uh, you can change things, but other things will conspire around it. Such yeah, that yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so either you can't... Which is a little less physics-y. So either you can't change the past or time fixes itself. Mm-hmm. Mm, pardon me. Which is interesting. All right. I have... Two minor things. Two minor things. Uh, that I'll do very briefly. What do you? What? What is the last in your list? The last in my list is talking about at the same time shift the story I have written that no one has read. Uh huh. And Dragon Ball Z, which have the same time travel mechanic. Okay. Um. There's so there's more time travel in Dragon Ball Z than you know about. Oh, yes, I know that there is. Oh, interesting. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I know that there's more than I know. Okay. Weird, but it makes sense. Um, it's it's because I saw Dragon Ball Z so long ago that I yeah. forgot a good deal. All right, all right, give it but to me. But the the instance that I'm thinking of is, or I don't know what the instance is either. I can barely name like characters. From all right, Z. but give the, me... the idea yes. is that when you time travel, you travel to a parallel world. Yeah. So the 
Which avoids paradoxes. Yeah, that, that occurs uh, most of the time that we see time travel in uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, it happens... Well, Trunks is usually the one that it matters with. But uh, Trunks comes back from the future uh, to warn the Z fighters about the androids. And then in Dragon Ball Super, uh, they go into an alternate universe um, with the same kind of Trunks. So, um, so I think that that avoids a lot of the problems because it's really clear what's happening, if you know that that's what's happening. Yeah. The audience knows. It, it makes sense in that... Um, so, like, if I wanted to time travel back in time and kill the network, uh, I could do that. I just wouldn't be... You wouldn't kill this network. Yeah, exactly. I'd kill another network. And then yeah. if I time traveled, uh, like, th- where it gets kind of iffy is um, when you can travel and see tangible change. So, uh, I forget what does it, but something does it where, like, it's definitely shifting universes. And the point is that... Um, the thing that's shifting accommodates the change. I Can you rephrase everything you just said? I didn't understand. So, like, um, in, in Dragon Ball, when you when Trunks goes back in time and deals with the androids, he returns to his own universe after that. Oh, but... but um, yeah. And I forget what it is, but there is a narrative that I remember reading where uh, what he, would have happened is instead his the way he time-traveled remembers what would have changed and sends him to another universe. Um, so, so you can you can model that as just like the universe splits at that point and yeah. he's now on the different path. Yeah, um, which is like, yeah, he either like goes just to another universe that would follow the path, or he goes back to his original. Which is to, to me, well, maybe I just haven't consumed enough media, but it's it seems like there's a uh, an opening there in terms of like a narrative opening there in terms of what happens to the universes you leave behind, like if you just disappear or what. Um, and like what, what what if you don't know that you're switching universes and you think you have made a change when in reality all you've done is left your original universe that was in the peril well <laughs> and and I, I i do want to be honest this is me advertising shift this is what happens in shift uh so for what happens when you leave uh dragon ball addresses that and that you just don't exist any like not so, so you can't go back and solve a problem essentially no you're just moving yourself to a better world yes but uh dragon ball also addresses like why you would do that um slash like it, slash why you might leave your other world in peril uh and there's two reasons uh one is to obtain a new viewpoint or something else that would let you fix that problem or at least alleviate it if, if you could come back yeah um, where so Trunks just gets objectively stronger uh, when he's training in the past. So when he comes back to his own, his present slash future, whatever his his timeline, mm-hmm. um, he can kill the androids. Uh, and so, but all of that is dependent on him coming back to his timeline. Yeah, which like if he died, it wouldn't happen. Right. Um, but the other reason uh, is out of like a moral obligation to reduce harm. In that um, Trunks believes he's like more... So the reason he comes back is to warn them about the androids. And more specifically, to give Goku heart medication that will save his life. Um, And they're like, oh, with Goku not dead, um, you know, we'll have a better chance. 
So, uh, the reason for that isn't that he thinks it will help his timeline, but because it is an objectively good thing to do for a timeline less fortunate. So if he didn't do that, that other timeline wouldn't have existed? This is this this is getting strangely close to the uh, what do they call the, in my one philosophy class we talked about it's like the identity the self shoot it's the it's the it's the whole argument about that it's really hard to find a reason to not do drugs when you're pregnant do you know about this I know a bit the argument I mean I'm not saying this is a good argument but I, I have yet to find a problem with it which is. And a lot of people have yet to find a problem with it, as I learned about in class, mm-hmm. that if you are, um, like someone says, hey, don't do drugs and drink so much when you're pregnant because your child might have birth defects. And you're saying, and the, 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 the bad mom character in this scenario says, but like, it's not like I'm making, I'm not harming them because I'm not making them worse off because there's no person to be harming at that stage. Yeah, there. So I, I misrepresented that in but a few ways. There, there's similar problems with like uh, Ollie Philosophy Tube had one in a video where it's like, let's say that you build an energy plant, mm-hmm. uh, and because of all the work needed for it, uh, you have like a bunch of people move and live there, and those people meet up and have families. But oh no, the energy plant has runoff, and it makes uh, the kids of those families really sick. Oh yeah, this is a. Uh, and Similar. it's like, is that bad? Because in one universe, the kids are sick, but in the other, they don't exist. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So, um, like, it kind of touches on that because, so the thing with, so the thing with Trunks is that he starts in, let's call it universe B for bad. Uh, and he goes back to, like, the Prime Universe. We'll call it uh, Universe A for awesome. Uh, so he goes back in time. Uh, or he goes... We'll say he goes back in time. Whether or not he goes to a universe that, like, has different time flow or whatever. It's, we'll generously say he goes back in time. Okay. Um, he thus warns the Z Fighters about this problem. And, cre- and gives them uh, heart medication for Goku. So... He then uses his time machine to travel into the relative future of that universe. Because uh, he's like, I'm not going to fucking dick around. Like, we have three years. Um, and I'm not going to just wait here for that. Um, so he goes... So, like... That kind of branches off from Universe A's trajectory. Which is to become Universe B. But it's, he doesn't change his own universe by doing this, Uh but he changes the trajectory of universe A, which means that there's like a trace of universe A somewhere out there in the multiverse that doesn't have that, um, which is, you know, what eventually turns into universe B, theoretically. Uh, And so it's this thing of like, kind of helping, but like, you could argue like well he's only helping one thing in an infinite sea of like worse things i think this all ties fairly closely to like non-sci-fi issues of morality which of course is like part of i believe the point of sci-fi is to be talking about real things yeah it gets into like a utilitarian thing and like yeah this 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, so, um, but by the way, this is called the non-identity problem. I googled it. Okay. Um. Um. So yeah, it's it, it's a it it really does sum up the thing of what is your duty to reduce harm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, can you reduce harm to something that won't exist? So like, mm-hmm. if it were the case that like trunks going back in time like completely obliterated universe b would he be reducing harm to that future um and is and I, it sounds dark but is a terrible existence better than no existence and yeah. this is a problem with vegetarianism too because because like do you want to have like like sure now there's a ton of cows yeah is it better that we have a ton of suffering cows than no cows well, and, and then you also bring in the problem of, like... That is a problem for me <laughs> that I have to deal with. Th- there's an interesting problem, and this isn't me trying to get you to stop being a vegetarian, uh-huh. uh, but this is me posing so that um, we have all of these cows for a specific purpose, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, is it moral that we all just suddenly stop eating meat? And you have all of these cows, and like like so many cows, uh, that you can't reasonably care for them all. That like, um, you know, all the cows that you would have eaten have now had kids, uh, and those are gonna have kids. And so, unless you start killing cows, like it becomes overpopulated, or controlling cow birth rates, which mm-hmm. is possible in some aspects, but not possible in others. And so, my thing is just like they we we basically have done it so that um this is another problem with like getting rid of the penny is that uh what happens when the penny is no longer legal tender what do we do with all the pennies lying around mm-hmm. um which like it doesn't map one to one like you shouldn't be asking what do we do with these cows because yeah. like they're living beings but i i how do we care for these slash what do we At do with At some point, resources? you got to realize, I think, that you cannot be expected to totally morally identify every single aspect of your life and existence. Yes. That's why I don't bother, like, justifying eating meat. Cause and I'm just... I think it's fine. Yeah. And, like, I, I... I mean, I don't think it's... I, like, in a moral sense, I don't think it's fine to eat meat. But I think it's fine for people to eat meat. Yeah, which does which might not make sense, but like it's I a well, gotta... it's a personal moral the thing, um, where like both you and Sean are like, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. And I'm just like, I'm gonna eat meat because I like eating meat, and also I don't think that like some for I have multiple reasons where I'm like, I don't think me eating meat in and of itself is a morally bad thing. Um, anyways, back to time travel to round it out. Okay. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Let me remember when time travel happens in that. Thinking. Time travel does not happen in Jojo. Wait, does it? It does. It happens in part four. Yes. I got it. I got it. Dude, I was going to fucking crucify you if you did not recall that. Um, so... Right, bites the dust. Yes. Okay. Um, which, I mean... Time travel uh, will show up uh, when you finish part five. 
um, kind of shows up in like wonky stuff with time is a classic in in uh, JJBA, mm-hmm. and so the thing with uh, the time travel in JoJo's is it doesn't create really any, any paradoxes or anything uh, because Bites the Dust has like so Bites the Dust just loops time uh-huh. um, and but it can be turned off so you can like Hayato's trying to prevent uh, Rohan's death um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry I for, for those that cannot see which is everyone uh, listening to this uh, Finn had put JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 in minor spoilers, and then I said Rohan is trying to prevent, or Hayato is trying to prevent Rohan from dying, and he copy or he cuts it out and puts it in the major spoilers <laughs> section. Um, so Hayato is trying to do that, and he can't reveal to anyone who Kira is, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that he can't change the future. And he, like, notices that, too. This is very clever. I love them doing this. Oh, yeah, because he just... What he ends up doing, huge, colossal spoilers for this, um, is that he calls Josuke from his house, but he doesn't say anything. Or, or he's, like, he says something minor that can't really let Josuke know who Kira is and what Kira does big dumb idiot that he is is he reveals it just in front of Hayato and then Josuke was walking over to the house because he looked it up in the phone book and he overhears it and he's like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and Kira's like fuck um so they save Rohan um (laughs) part four it just like every it's like just like everything falls into place in a very like not gracefully falling but like in a like clanking around and then whoop yeah it, it's it's really wonderful it's like if you played jenga yeah and and the jenga tower fell but it fell into two neatly stacked smaller jenga <laughs> yeah, towers that's what, that's what the end of part four feels like um which is truly incredible yeah it really um, is but my so the interesting thing with that is i think uh it, it brings up the weird thing of time travels busted uh in that, like... Well, I mean, this is known. Well, yeah, but it's... So, like, when when you're just going, like... Most time-traveling characters aren't, like, malicious or anything like that. So, so like... Um, or, like, deities that exist outside of time or whatever. So, like, the Doctor isn't malicious. And, like... Pardon me. Uh, Marty McFly isn't malicious. Yeah. So, like... Usually you don't have to go, like, oh, you know... Time travel is, like, too broken to give to one man. Because the one person usually gets it. I've got the hiccups, sorry. Uh, is usually a good person. But uh, it kind of brings up the fact that, like, dude, time travel's fucking busted. How are you supposed to beat it? Like, that's another thing is is uh, beating time travel. Or beating an opponent that can time travel is, like, usually not... Or it's not a factor in what we've talked about. Right. Um, whereas, like, for uh, JoJo's... It's like, fuck, how do I yeah. overcome this? I, I think that Judges is the only instance I've seen that. And a thing I would really love to see is an instance where the time traveler doesn't know that they've time traveled. I've never seen that before. And I no, Kira doesn't. He doesn't know that he's time traveled. Because whenever the oh universe my God, you're resets, right. he has to learn from the way that Hayato's acting. Right, I totally forgot. Um, well, I'd love to see that in other, in other cases, too. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, I think that's it. I don't know um, if we have time for Dream Haiku because also, we're being summoned off into the revolution. Yeah, I also didn't write one, but I'm going to argue that since Chris was here for a second, it counts as not it counts a as a collab and episode. therefore not legally. Yeah, binding. I realized like ten minutes in that I didn't write one. But yeah, we we have to. It looks like we have to go. Um, Our I guess draft this, number has come up. This this lines up with us going on hiatus, so I guess it all. Yeah, it all works out. Um, well, we will let you know if we die in the revolution or if we are uh, victorious. I don't know who we're revolting against. I think it's probably <laughs> Catherine Rose Frisbee. Club. This could be a trap. Oh, this might be a trap. I uh, know. I'm ready. I'm. I'm gonna rush in. I'm gonna rush in. Okay. I, let, let, let's do it right now. Let's teleport. Okay. All right. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, turn the podcast off.